This episode is brought to you by TubeBuddy, the complete toolkit for YouTube channel management. This power-packed browser extension helps with everything from both metadata edits and trending keyword suggestions to thumbnail optimization, fan engagement tools, and so much more. Visit TubeBuddy.com to meet your new best friend on YouTube. You're listening to All Things Video. I'm your host, James Creech, and today we're going to talk about live streaming. To begin, let's travel back in time to March 2007, around the launch of the first major live streaming platform, Justin TV. Justin TV featured a 24-7 live broadcast of co-founder Justin Kahn's life. Because it was the first service to offer continuous life casting, as Justin's nonstop broadcast was called, the company attracted significant media attention. But due to this popularity, Justin also became the subject of many pranks, with viewers calling in fake emergencies at Justin's apartment. Justin faced several other challenges as well, constantly wearing a baseball cap with a mounted video camera and a heavy backpack to carry all the required broadcasting equipment, entirely giving up any notion of a private life and struggling to entertain audiences in the course of a normal day. After all, a lot of his time was spent sleeping, eating, or doing other mundane human activities. So later that year, Justin TV moved away from a single broadcast channel and became a platform that allowed users to live stream their daily activities. This spawned a host of new challenges as users started broadcasting third-party content like UFC fights, opening Justin TV up to copyright complaints from major rights holders. In November 2008, problems got worse for Justin TV when a teenager suffering from bipolar disorder committed suicide while broadcasting live on the site attracting even more criticism to the fledgling startup. Justin TV struggled for years to retain audience attention and advertiser interest, limping along until 2011 when the founding team discovered the site was attracting significant usage by gamers. As an experiment, they separated the gaming section as a new site called Twitch TV, which soon exploded in popularity. Three years later, they shut down Justin TV to focus on Twitch full-time, growing the platform until its billion-dollar acquisition by Amazon in 2014. Today, Twitch remains one of the world's largest live-streaming services, with over 100 million monthly active users. Of course, the landscape has changed significantly since the time of Justin TV, and the rate of change has only accelerated over the last few years. Today, every major online video platform offers a live-streaming capability, from Twitter's news-oriented Periscope to YouTube Live and Facebook Live. And there are a number of dedicated live streaming services, past and present, Meerkat, YouNow, StreamUp, and Beam, just as a few examples, all competing for audiences and ad dollars. Why then did I choose to focus so much of this episode on the evolution of Twitch? For one thing, Twitch laid the groundwork for much of the live streaming phenomenon we're witnessing today. It was the first platform to accumulate significant audience around live digital broadcasts. It advanced the technology and business models, and it proved to the rest of the online video world that live was viable. So how does live streaming differ from video on demand? In the most macro sense, it's the true next step in creating even more direct viewer-to-fan interaction and a two-way dialogue, enabling viewers to have a voice in influencing the content. It also differs from video on demand in that it has significantly less emphasis on ad monetization. Watch times are higher on live streaming, but CPMs are significantly lower. As a result, Live relies much more on fan-direct transactional monetization, often through tipping or paid comments. As one would expect, live streaming services often focus on event-driven programming like conferences and music festivals, 
which are more experiential and ephemeral than VOD, which allows viewers to search historical libraries of content. On live, audiences typically follow individuals or personalities much more than formats, and the rights management and brand safety challenges, given the immediate nature of the content, are much more significant than those we see on VOD today. So what's next for live streaming? Don't expect a number of fragmented solutions based on vertical. Twitch may still be gaming focused, but has already begun embracing and nurturing content from other genres, and other live streaming services are following suit. Just like SVOD, there will be a few winners and a lot of losers, as network effects take hold to aggregate audience, and competition and M&A activity facilitate the rest of the consolidation. The biggest players in live streaming today are Amazon with Twitch, Google with YouTube Live, and Facebook Live in the US. Microsoft's acquisition of Beam for its Xbox group last week signals that they may become a player down the road as well. And we'll likely see major live streaming services coming out of India, China, and other parts of the world over the next few years. This also means we can expect a new breed of influencers coming up in the live streaming ecosystem. And I would anticipate more brand interest, more brand dollars being spent on live streaming campaigns with these major influencers. So to recap, live streaming is a fascinating phenomenon that differs significantly from video on demand. There's less emphasis on ad monetization and more of a reliance on transactional formats like tipping and paid comments. It furthers viewer and fan interaction and dialogue. It's great for event-driven programming, but we're beginning to see personalities turning to live streaming services as well. And it's raised a whole host of new challenges, especially around rights management and brand safety. We can also expect the future of live streaming to bring consolidation with eventual dominance from major video players like Amazon, Google, and Facebook in the US. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If so, please leave us a review on iTunes. It certainly helps. We also hope that you'll check us out on Facebook and LinkedIn and send your questions to allthingsvideopodcast at gmail.com. We appreciate you listening, and we'll see you next time.